State Treasurer Mike Frerich checks in this morning. Mike, how are you this morning? I am wonderful this morning. It is nice to see rising temperatures. Yes. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Yes, sir. First of March, and we're going with it. So we're just saying winter's over. I'm saying it right now. Well, I, if it snows next week, I'll see you all later. But that's what I'm thinking <laughs> right now. Dave, Dave, you all know in the Midwest and Central Illinois, um, March seems to be spring, but we always get hit by some cold wave. <laughs> but uh, I'll, yeah. I'll enjoy these non-freezing temperatures uh, for as long as they last. Sounds, uh, sounds good to me. What's going on in the great state of Illinois, Michael? Oh, well, well, lots going on, but in the near future, I think what these rising temperatures mean, we're going to see farmers getting back into the field yeah. soon. Yes, and sir. just encourage them if they uh, if they have capital needs, because we know we have rising costs on inputs, on your um, uh, grain, your, fertil- your fertilizer, your uh, pesticides. If they need to have capital needs, they can look to Illinois Treasurer's Office. Our Ag Invest program has been making loans for over three decades. We've given out over... $4 billion in loans, and we want to help Illinois' number one agri- industry continue to be a leader. That's a real possibility. How's that, how's that for a transition? Well, that's good. That's good. I appreciate that. You're, you're all ready yeah, to go today, and we enjoy that. <laughs> no, we, we like remind, reminding people of good programs in our office. Ag Invest has been one of those. It's timely. Uh, and as you know, the state of Illinois does not give me a large budget yeah. to run commercials about these things. So, Uh, I like the opportunity to talk directly to your listeners. Well, that's one of the reasons we have you here, young man. So we appreciate that. (laughs) What what do you think is going to happen here? They're talking about having all kinds of meetings on this and that. And one of them they mentioned this morning, I was like, good grief, it sounds like a a governor's candidate convention, the way they were talking. Uh, Is is that going to affect everything that happens in this state this spring, do you think? I think there is going to be a lot of communication about the governor's race this year. I think it's already started on your airwaves. Uh, I keep fairly busy. I don't spend a lot of time watching TV, but I've talked to people who do, and they've wondered, like, when am I going to stop seeing Jason Irvin ads? I said, I I wouldn't expect to see uh, a Richard Irvin. Uh, I wouldn't expect to see any decrease in those ads uh, between now and Election Day. There's going to be a lot of money spent communicating. And uh, I think I've told you before, Dave, I've, I've yet to meet one person who has told me, I just wish that the election cycle would be a little longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Right. What do you... so we'll, we, we, we talk about our, our programs this office. There'll, there'll be a time people focus on the treasurer's race, and we'll talk about that then. But no one seems to be in a hurry for that right now. Is Richard Irvin being financed by uh, one of the governor's buddies? that you've talked about that have a lot of money and they're really going after the governor? Is that part of why we're seeing so many of those? Yeah, if, if by buddies you mean uh, that sarcastically, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Illinois' richest, <laughs> richest citizen, Ken Griffin, uh, yeah. just gave $20, $20 million, um, and I think that uh, was described as a down payment. Mm. Um, so I think you're going to hear an awful lot about him. I think that uh, he is not a fan of Darren Bailey. Uh, has made that clear, and uh, I think a lot of that money will be spent telling you something about Richard Irvin, and a lot of it will be spent telling you bad things about other candidates. And that's what I think most people uh, really object to, or at least that's what I hear. Well, Darren Bailey does have some strength around here, but I don't think he does statewide, and uh, I'm always wondering about the disparity between those who have money and those who don't. 
yes. No, so, so Darren Bailey found uh, he has a, a benefactor too, but not nearly as rich as Richard Irvin's. And so we'll see if uh, he gets a chance to get his message out or if he's drowned out. And I've talked to some good news maybe for the radio industry or the TV industry. <laughs> well, uh, I've been told that uh, as, you, as, you, as you approach June, um, if, you're, uh, if you're looking to buy ad space, good luck because they're going to buy it all up. Well, we, uh, we uh, heartily endorse candidates who like to endorse radio, so we're, we're happy with them at this point. The more the merrier in the primaries, we say. <laughs> Mike, I wanted to ask, you know, on the national level, we've heard for several months about uh, uh, people in Congress making investments. Yesterday, Governor Pritzker, or, yeah, Pritzker took, uh, took some heat, if you will, a little bit about some of his investments and blind trusts and things of that nature. How does a candidate and or somebody who's serving in office, how can they protect themselves when it comes to investments? I mean, they're going to they're going to invest. That's what we all do. But how can they protect themselves in this? Yeah, we, we all tell everyone if you want to you, you be responsible for your own retirement. You know, Social Security is meant to be a safety net, but people should be taking steps to be saving and preparing for the future. Uh, but when you serve an elected office, there are some landmines. Uh, I, I think one of the things is to make a, a blind trust. I think when you invest in the market generally, it reduces some of the problems out there than when you're picking individual stocks, especially if you have inside information. Uh, but you're, there's always, you're always going to be subject if you have some money to accusations uh, out there of, of benefiting. And in my case, thankfully, one, I don't have the uh, millions of dollars that uh, others have. Uh, but when I do, I, I, I invest in the market. So when when we make calls on specific companies, there's no thoughts, there's no um, conflict of interest out there that uh, I'm benefiting by any specific action with the company. Well, what do you uh, what do you look for this year? Not only in the governor's race, but uh, elsewhere in the state of Illinois, with everything we've got going with Ukraine and everything else, is that going to put a lot of things on hold? Do you think? Uh, I think so. I think this uh, invasion of Ukraine has. Uh, taking up a lot of oxygen in the room. I mean, I know that uh, it's something that I read an awful lot about. And we, and heart goes out for the Ukrainian citizens who are under attack. Uh, I saw some pictures of a six-year-old girl who died, and you think, like, is this what uh, uh, Putin is, is his goal? Uh, I mean, he, he, he says he's trying to denazify the country, but really is taking the lives of lots of individual citizens uh, this really has to stop, and in our office, we're looking for ways we can be part of making him feel some pressure, uh, making sure he feel at, realizes the impact of economic sanctions. You know, if we can't get to him directly, uh, there ought to be consequences for this. And just clearly something that was a blatant disregard of national sovereignty, um, we really can't let this stand, because I think if, if, if he's allowed to do this, it sends a message to our friends in Poland and Lithuania and Latvia and other countries that Putin might come for you next. And it sends a message to the Chinese government that's looking at Taiwan. Uh, I think we need to stand up for national sovereignty. And I uh, encourage President Biden, the Congress, to impose harsh sanctions on, on Russia. They need to feel the consequences of their actions. Do you think Putin has bitten off more than he can chew here? He seems to be worked up about the fact that he's not able to overtake this country the way he thought he was going to be able to. 
Yeah, I think there are two things. He didn't anticipate the strength of resistance from the Ukrainians. Right. And uh, that's because he previously was able to roll into Crimea and Ukraine with few consequences. Uh, he basically rolled into Georgia with few consequences. So didn't expect that. I don't think he expected the international response that he has. Yeah. Uh, he really has unified Europe unlike anyone has in, in decades. Uh, they all seem to be singing from the same hymnal, um, and they all want to stop this aggression. And so uh, I think he's got his hands full, and I don't know what, uh, what if he has a lot of good options at this point. What do you think the president's going to propose tonight in State of the Union? You know, on my last uh, weekly call with President Biden, uh, he didn't tell me. <laughs> he didn't, tell, didn't give you a clue, huh? <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, going, I'm going to imagine there will be definitely some comments about being tough on Russia for their invasion of Ukraine. Uh, I think there will definitely be comments about uh, the coronavirus and how we're hopefully coming out of that. And some plans to make sure that uh, we're building a strong economy going forward. Uh, he has to address inflation. Uh, I think he's going to tell you that uh, it's going to be difficult with this conflict in Russia. There are going to be economic consequences here in the U.S., but as I told you, uh, we have to stand firm. Uh, we might have to make some sacrifices, uh, or else we're going to see other invasions like this in the future. Well, it looks like we need to put our faith in the talks between the Russians and the Ukrainians right now, to me. You know, I, I think it's difficult to put much faith in Vladimir Putin. Yeah. But I think, you know, he has found uh, much harder resistance than he thought. This is not the cakewalk I think he was planning on. And so hopefully he'll be a rational actor and we'll sit down to these talks and find a way to gracefully exit uh, Ukraine. All right. Some good thoughts there. Uh, State Treasurer Mike Frerichs. Mike, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Great. Dave at CW, thank you very much. All right. uh, enjoy this little warm spell before we get uh, socked by one last winter storm. <laughs> you too. Yeah, enjoy. Thank you, Mike. That's optimistic, isn't <laughs> yes, it? Yes, it is. More coming up on DWS. Looking for a